Hey everyone, this is producer Mike, aka Young Resner, aka Bernie Slanders. Uh, I just wanted to start us off for this episode because, you know, I have a little bit of a personal connection to this one. Uh, I was living in Philadelphia at the time, you know, this is some of my first years starting my life on my own, uh, buying a Harry Potter book at a, at a bookstore in Philadelphia off of Rittenhouse Square. And I will never forget the very first time I heard this song in my life. It wasn't on the radio. It was, it was a ringtone. Somebody's phone was going off in the aisle next to me. And what I heard was... You! Soldier Boy, tell Hey, I got this new damn for y'all called a Soldier Boy. You got a punch, then crank back three times from left to right. This is the Something to Say podcast. Soldier Boy, I'm in it. Oh. Why me crank it? Why me roll? Why me crank that Soldier Boy that Superman? That, oh. I just want to go on the record saying Mike has a radio voice. Yeah, it's, it was like, very, very radio friendly. Yeah, he's had a voice for radio this whole entire time, and yet he's trying to, you know, and a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to keep that from us. He was trying to keep that from us, which I think is very rude. No, more mic in the future for sure. More mic on the mic. More, mi- more mic <laughs> on the mic. Bars. So we're talking about Soldier Boy cranked that today. Yeah, it's interesting. Like he really. I guess there was an argument about whether or not you can call Soldier Boy like a legend or an icon or like a visionary or, or a scammer or a scammer or if he's just like the recipient of just dumb luck. Ooh. Like he just made a song and it just happened to work and he flipped it and bounced it into everything that he's doing right now with his Gucci headbands and his video game <laughs> apps and everything else that he's doing. I mean, life. dumb luck is saying that he didn't have the concentrated effort in, in making all this happen. I'm with you. I feel like he had, he had to know to some degree that this is going, how, like how everything was going to play out for him. I just don't think it was dumb luck. I think somebody is dumb luck, but he seems very savvy on the marketing side of things. Yeah. And who doesn't, who doesn't benefit from dumb luck at some point? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be a, you know, a, a rapper or be a musician professionally, like you need some dumb luck to get you ahead. I mean, Malcolm Gladwell talked about how you had to put in your 10,000 hours before you see success. Mm-hmm. We've just been able to see all of Soldier Boy's 10,000 hours. <laughs> we we like watched every all, single minute. All of the hours. <laughs> I'm serious, though. Because, no, that's a good point. Because, like, you know, we're talking about the time where I guess I hadn't heard a SoundClick before I heard about Soldier Boy's story. But, you know, he had been posting on SoundClick first before he conquered MySpace. And he was on my he was on LimeWire. Excuse me you know, trying to troll people before he really got off with a hit. Is LimeWire Pepsi to Napster's Coke? That's disgusting. <laughs> I think it's, I just. I don't know, man. I think I agree with that. Because is, 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 is Napster the king or is LimeWire? Like, who, no. who sits I on the like, Iron well, Throne? I've always like, been off-brand. Everybody knows I have the Android phone. <laughs> you do have yeah, off-brand. LimeWire is very on-brand for Christina Lee. I had LimeWire. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes very, I understand that. That makes very much sense. I totally understand that. I didn't mean to divert you, but I just thought about that as you said that. So LimeWire was Android. Yeah, line wire sure. they get green text bubbles. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> green text bubbles. Like that's what they're on. Right. That's wild. I think Napster was just it was so first and so new mm-hmm. at the time that a lot of what we know about uh downloading music comes from that application. Right. And then Linewire was oddly more accessible. It was peer to peer. So obviously everything's like connected. Everyone's connected. And that's why Soldier Boy was able to uh, rename songs and make you believe that you're downloading the latest little Wayne freestyle when really it's like she got a dunk. 
<laughs> and you just wasn't ready for it. Every time I played a Soldier Boy song by accident, it was just like, he got me again. Wait, so that was you? You were downloading like 50 Cent in the club and then yeah. you would get Soldier Boy? Yeah, no, it's happened to me before. It happened to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a community of people in America that have this experience, collective experience. We all come together like, and have like a festival. <laughs> like, we were scammed by someone. You like the first fire fest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was really out, he was really out here getting people. I was digitally. there. Yeah. And the fact was, you couldn't really tell because with LimeWire, you would search something. Mm-hmm. And all these options would come up. And it could be like one of the same files, but seven or eight times. So it could be eight different versions of the same freestyle. So, you know, there was one that's obviously the, the virus with Bill Clinton talking. Yes. You want to avoid that one at all costs. And then there was a soldier boy in there somewhere. There's a real version yeah. in there somewhere, but you potentially may have got like, you got got. Yeah, and I mean, like, those were the times where, you know, you had the dial-up modem, so you had to choose mm. very carefully. Can't like, which one looks the bandwidth. most legit? <laughs> right, yeah, which one of these is going to get me what I want the fastest? I'm pretty sure I downloaded the whole Outkast album. It took me, like, 20 hours on LimeWire. It wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Outkast, I was like, that was, uh, it was Speaker Boss Level Low, so it was, I had to do a double disc. Oh, album, yeah, 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 yeah. Download on LimeWire. It took, like, 20 hours. You start that in the morning and just, like, come back yeah, to Yeah, you gotta come back, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means your parents didn't use the phone for no, an entire time. No, they did hours. not. Wow, they must have hated you. They <laughs> <laughs> were like, you got a double disc? Excuse me? Can we just yeah, take you to yeah, FYE, yeah, yeah, yeah. Double disc is pretty greedy. They definitely resented me growing up. Oh, my God. Just a little bit. I imagine your experience with Soldier Boy is probably a little bit different than mine and Christina's, being that like I couldn't drink when he was dropping. <laughs> yeah, music. like well, just I give me an idea of what your life was like around the time that this Soldier Boy crank that was popping. One of my favorite stories about this era is looking outside my window to my two neighbors dancing in the street practicing their dance moves for <laughs> the the team party coming up. I mean, they were literally in the street cranking that with all their might. It was, <laughs> I, can, I, I can still see it in my albums just looking at like, look at these silly fools. Like, they just in the street just cranking the whole thing, whole Superman. So, like, that was, I saw the phenomenon in people. I saw the dances. I saw people uploading videos. I remember all the crank that yank and crank that Batman. I saw it from that perspective as a phenomenon that went through the schools, that went through the city, that went through all the parties. You would drop the soldier record and everyone would just fly. It was just all Superman. And, and wherever it was you were, all Superman. It was all Superman, wherever you were. So it's kind of funny how, in retrospect, it seemed like such a silly song, but I remember when it wasn't a joke. It was a phenomenon, and this was like early YouTube. I still feel like the first video to ever go viral was Two Girls, One Cup, because it didn't matter. Right. It didn't matter where you were in the world. That that video- It got to you some kind of way. Without social media, so that was impressive, but I feel like Soulja Boy is one of those very early viral records that translated across the board, not just through radio, but through internet, through ringtones. It was everywhere. So yeah, it was more like just seeing it firsthand, seeing it on the ground floor versus, you know, today we would be like tweeting about uh, viral dances. 
but right. like, I got a chance to see that happen real time. So basically, your experience was the crank that Soldier Boy video played out in real time. In real life, probably throughout six months, so right? Like maybe even longer, probably like a whole year of just like living in that music video. Yeah, talk about speaking that shit into existence. Yeah, right. Because yeah. like I guess we don't have like instant messenger anymore, but the basis of it, i.e., like when he goes to check out the vid- Mr. Collar Park goes to check out the video, like on the like on the browser, like it yeah. clearly looks like a YouTube that he's like clearly. checking out. You know what I mean? Um, like that's how real life plays out now. One hundred percent. Now Soulja Boy was all the way ahead. Is like he's ahead of the curve in so many ways. Like they kiss me through the phone and FaceTime. Yeah. yeah. Like, just that they were they were so thinking about online. They were thinking about phones. They were thinking about how these interconnections are going to play out in the future. And a lot of just his branding tends to translate like that. Like he's very much a child of the internet. How much do you do you think how much do you think he benefited from that? Like obviously he I think he's been keeping himself um probably financially stable through some of these digital things that he's done but it, like being ahead of the curve sometimes means you don't get the spoils of mm-hmm. when the curve actually gets there yeah. because we haven't seen like soldier boy apple commercials or anything like that and i just imagine that if 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 he had hit songs during the time that like right now, I think that Apple would be the same way they use Migos and the same way they embrace uh, Snoop Dogg with animojis and things like that. You would think Soldier Boy would be a part of that if right. he was, I guess, a little bit well, later. I would say he benefited from the ringtone aspect of things. For sure. Because I feel like there was a time where if you had like a, a double platinum ringtone, like you were getting paid. That was good money. That was yeah. right. good money. So I think he benefited from the industry shifting to like a ringtone space as far as like how you were making money but i think on the other end of the spectrum was very few of the new artists i think get pegged as like killers of the culture the way soldier got like yeah people said he killed hip-hop he was a singular figure that they pointed to ice t was beefing with him you know i think now shop hip-hop is dead a little bit after crank that right like, there was all these things kind of happening that kind of makes him bad press yeah, it was a lot of hateration in the yeah. dancery. A lot of fear mongering, too. Because remember exactly. the whole Ice-T beef. Yes. Like, remember how that was a thing? Mm-hmm. The fact that Ice-T was putting out a mixtape and was like, yo, you're young enough to be my kid, but fuck you. Eat a dick, Soldier Boy. <laughs> like, right, right. he was, I think, Soldier Boy became emblematic of how the internet was going to be changing the music industry. And a lot of people feared that because they're seeing that people are downloading their music mm-hmm. for free. For they're free. like, yo, they're like myself. They're like, oh, wait, there's a way to get this music and you don't have to get a trip to FYE. Got it. Um, mm. And so, like, I think Soldier Boy became a lightning rod for that discussion. Like, I think the term Michael Wavable got thrown around a lot yes. because it was like, wait a minute. So the studios don't even have to be the gatekeepers no more. You don't have to be in a certain tax bracket in order to be able to make a record. No, his dad bought him like Fruity Loops. His dad, he got a mic for $20 like in Walmart. And so like people were really fearing like, oh shit, like hip hop is just going to be flooded with like these mediocre ass records. Bedroom rappers. No, what what you were describing about him, you know, his dad buying him Fruity Loops and him having a $20 mic. That's exactly what Juicy J said that him and Paul were doing like in their mom's house. Like, a cheap little microphone and a recorder and they were making music that way and it's in, it's just interesting to see that like they i mean not to compare three six and soldier boy musically well except that soldier boy recorded three six homages like what when he was like when he was getting off right so that, that was kind of sure his he thing looked at, them. looked at them and thought yeah. about that and you know 
to my knowledge, I never heard any slander of three six for basically that same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like obviously the music is is different, but to say it killed hip hop is even crazy to me because when these songs came, I mean, at this point I was this song came out it was two thousand seven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was twenty six. Like I was a grown ass man, and when these songs came on, the places that I was at, like, it was going crazy. They would ring off. It would ring off. So it was like the culture of hip hop would seem to to me was accepting uh-huh. outside of these like curmudgeons or gatekeepers <laughs> or like whoever it was that was just grumpy about it. But I don't know. Like the people decided that they liked Soldier Boy. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like the, the people, people decided that. It wasn't like a marketing campaign. It mm-hmm. wasn't like some splashy endorsement or something that even made it look cooler than what it was. People just heard the song, saw the dance, thought it was fun, and did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think before we hopped on the mic, we were talking a lot about like who gets to decide like what's like a hip hop classic or something like that, right. or what really qualifies as like hip hop ideally. And I think when it comes to dance records, like what Soldier Boy is doing, those always tend to get cast off to the side a little bit or not taken as seriously. I think in retrospect, Soldier Boy's story reminds me a lot of MC Hammer's story. Like MC Hammer will go on to be the first pop, like rap's first pop superstar. And I think that was specifically because you know, he's doing these dance records. Like people like are just taking a look at like these, you know, these harem pants and being like, what the fuck is this goofball even doing? And it's funny, like not to compare Soldier Boy's story too much to MC Hammer's story because MC Hammer's whole dance culture actually dates back to when the Black Panther, Black Panther parties um, was hosting all these rallies and they would have all these street dance groups like open for them to get the crowd's energy going. Mm-hmm. Not saying Soldier Boy is anything like that, but I do think it's interesting that they both became lightning rods for conversations in hip hop right around the time when visually hip hop is evolving in like a new way, right? Yeah. Um. So I don't know, like I just think about that and it's like, well, why is it exactly that dance records like this kind of get written off and not taken as seriously as like an Illmatic? Like why is that any less of a cultural contribution? I think it's a perfectly valid question. I don't think it that, you know, I. I think it's one that the Jan Sports probably have like a million reasons why it's you know it's supposed to be lesser than or whatever the case is. But I mean, like I said, people decide these things, and I just whether something is like musically pleasing to you or not, I guess is up to you. Mm. But to me, it's always hard to argue. Everyone isn't like brainwashed and crazy and stupid like when they love this song that you hate so much. It's like, no, it might just be fun. Yeah. It, it might just it be might a good just be. It might just be fun and people like having fun and yeah. you don't find this particular thing that other people find fun to be a good time. It right. like rubs you the wrong way for whatever reason. But it's hard to argue against millions of people across the world and when it when it's all said and done having a good time. Yeah. We're seeing that with Lil Nas X right now. Exactly. Yeah, like the same thing. And I think it's interesting. Would you guys say Soldier Boy's career would have went down a different path if they would have embraced him from the very beginning? Or they would have looked at him as someone that's doing something, somewhat innovative, and that we should look at him as a lightning rod bringing us to the next wave or the next movement of hip-hop onto the internet? Well, I'll say this. is In, in contrast to all the other lightning rods that we named, maybe not... Maybe not Hammer. I mean, Hammer made a lot of money. <laughs> a lot he of did money. though. He made yeah. a lot of money. So like, across, across multiple albums, across yeah. like multiple albums. How much right. has Soldier Boy made? I don't know. 
But I will say that he fought through the idea that he was going to kill everything pretty well because it's not like Crank that is, we're not talking about a one hit wonder. No, no, no. we're talking about multiple hit records that yeah. were like super successful songs. So it's kind of sure. like, you know, even if people felt a way about it, he kind of <laughs> boxed his way through and came out on the other side. Yeah, of he it. definitely did. I don't want to discredit that. I just think that if the industry conversation around him was different, how big, how much bigger yeah, how could much it have bigger? been? Because like, yeah. there's still like a tug of war thing going on where, yeah, the people are embracing him, but you're still seen as the issue. You're seen as this plague that's killing this thing that so many people do love. Yeah, it's a disconnect in some aspects. Mm -hmm. And I know he made it like three studio albums on Interscope. I think it was Interscope. Yeah, Interscope. It was that's what Interscope. that school, College Park was you doing. Know, Interscope. Yeah. 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 Three studio albums and a bunch of different singles, a lot of hits. But it just seemed like there was a point where we just kind of stopped talking about Soldier Boy. And then that's what I love about Soldier is that no matter what, you can't really forget him for long because he's going to pop back up with something. Yeah. Right. He's going to do something. Right. And that's why I was like, no matter what happens with him, I feel like in another five years, we'll be talking about him. No right. matter what, like, because he's going to pop up with something. Yeah, yeah. How much do you think that derision towards Soldier Boy was because of this fear that the South was also taking over? I say that Ooh. because, you know, when he was living in Atlanta, he was coming out of Bankhead specifically. He claimed Zone 1. And uh, SoldierBoyTellHim.com, I think is this album mm -hmm. where Crank That came out of. That's very much indebted to stuff that D4L was doing. The original ringtone raps, you know what I mean? That's right, all yeah. based on Snap. So how much do you think all the hate towards Soldier Boy was more so directed at that Southern hip hop takeover? Because we already had a, what, DJ Unk, Walk It yep. Out, mm -hmm. Two Step. Uh, the whole Snap that era was a bunch of dances. But I guess because it was a phenomenon in that aspect because i think all these records were big but i don't think anything was bigger than even walk it out remix as big as that was it was like you got outcast right so that's still all oh, that's cool that's still rap but with soldier like there's no lyrics it's like an instruction yeah like a, yeah, yeah yeah just like any dance like, it's, like it's, an, it's an aerobic it's an aerobic video 100 <laughs> percent. like there's there's no kind of lyrical anything here so i i do think that those two things do connect like the dance movement in the South just becoming less and less rappy. Mm -hmm. And now it's just a full blown aerobics video. If that's what you were afraid that hip hop was going to go, that we were all just going to be shouting out dance moves to each other. Mm -hmm. then yeah, I can see that. Well, maybe it's an example of like this regional culture becoming more visible through the For internet. Sure. Right. Because I mean, Mr. Collar before he was Mr. Collar he was like DJ Smurf. Yeah. You know, he was, uh, working with Ichiban Records, which was one of like Georgia, if not Atlanta's like first independent rap labels. And through that, he's seen the ascent of Miami bass. But then as Miami bass is migrating over to Atlanta, he's working with uh, D-Rock, you know, who would later become like Ying Yang, you know, of Ying Yang Twins fame. But before he did that, he did Bankhead Bounce. And if you listen to Bankhead Bounce. I was doing the Bankhead Bounce with the groove last night. There you go. Mm -hmm. Still cla a classic, classic. A, cl a, classic a classic dance record. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. If you listen to the Bankhead Bounce and you listen to, uh, you know, Crank That back to back, 
I mean, they're of the CN the same DNA. They're in conversation with one another. But I think the difference is that Bandcamp Bounce was emblematic of a regional culture where it's like you get to like if you're you understand it if you're in the context of the situation versus like a crank that when it becomes like a internet phenomenon, maybe people don't understand that culture. And so all of a sudden it's like hip hop's dying. Because well, you don't understand where it comes from. Well, plus, also, I mean, on top of everything that you just said, it is also being delivered. Uh, it's like the, uh, you know, the speech that Mbaku made in Black Panther, and he was talking <laughs> about like, how you have a child that's running like the technological advancements. Always like, trying to bring like about that the that comic books, I swear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I feel like that was kind of the thing. Like, he was, he was, all this was be delivering was being delivered by a child. Like like some of those other records that you named were I mean those they were younger I were young guys but like I feel like they were more I guess they were seen as adults like when I think about like 69 boys and DJ Smurf and like all the all like bass music I, in my mind me being 10 11 years old to me these are like grown people but I guess when it's like <laughs> that kind of phenomenon comes from like a, what was he 16 17, 17 years old yeah. at that time like that's like another mark that's hard to get past because you know the, the kid rapper kid musician thing in hip hop is always going to be shaky territory I mean he, the had, rod, yeah. he had his name written on his sunglasses yeah, and, and it, yeah, band, yeah, yeah, necklaces. yeah, yeah. everyone could do it. It, it was like whiteout. Yeah. Like you could go it to the store and just pen. make them. Okay, thank like, you. Yeah, I think it was just whiteout pants. So I think no chains. Nah. No, his chains was rubber bands. Right, rubber bands chains. A huge t-shirt. Huge, huge jeans. Uh, yeah, everything about Soldier Boy was and there. some bathing apes. <laughs> yeah, he got him some bathing apes. So proud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But man. I think that's another thing. It's like just look at. He looks like a kid. Mm-hmm. So if I'm 30, I'm looking at this kid, and he is the future. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm frightened for tomorrow. <laughs> like, is this what everyone's going to turn into? A big T-shirt, <laughs> rubber, rubber band wearing, writing shit on their sunglasses? Well, wow, they were. Yeah. That was the look. Where, happened to, where is A-Rab right now? He never got it passed to him. Nah. It didn't. It didn't really work much. Like. Nah, but that, that's to me just shows how young they were. It's like when you and your homies are in your bedroom just making records. It's like Fetty and Monty. Yes. Right. right. Yes. But I always, it makes me wonder: Are rappers ever prepared for the success that comes from these bedroom songs? Because obviously, when you're just making it with your boy and you guys don't really know the industry, you're making uh, these scamming versions of songs for LimeWire. Like you're doing all these things. It's essentially just like teenage hijinks mm -hmm. pay attention to me i'm doing something silly right. over here <laughs> but are you prepared for them to pay attention to yeah, you yeah when they do pay attention to <laughs> you then do what are you, you gonna how do how does that feel how do you get from that point of look at me to like oh god they're looking at me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what do you do i feel like soldier boy is one of those guys that like his whole thing is continue looking at me but i wonder if the guys that were around him if they were prepared for that could they be like yeah look at us too right i don't know <laughs> I'm just thinking about like with SoundClick, I'm reading about it, at least according to Soldier Boy, who even knows? But according to the <laughs> legend of Soldier Boy, when you had a SoundClick account and you were selling a single for like a dollar, apparently you were getting half of that already. That's a royalty rate that I've never what? heard of. And maybe really? that's why like SoundCloud, SoundClick, I mean, it's still online. This you could exists. see Sol Soldier Boy's SoundClick account. But I'm just wondering like, it was apparently through there that he was able to like kind of build up 
at least like a healthy bank account before he even signed an Interscope. Hmm. I can see that. Just selling beats on SoundClick. Just selling songs. Yeah. Uh Like a lot of the songs like on his debut album are carried over. From SoundClick. From SoundClick. Oh, wait, like SoundClick was like iTunes where you could pay for the music. Correct. And you're getting half? Apparently. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that that was the case with that. I'm just wondering where SoundClick got the money. Yo, right. Yeah, because SoundClick's like Bandcamp. Is it from Dubai or like where is it coming from? Like, oh, there's no telling. That is a great exchange rate though, for real. Yeah, I'm just half, say- yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying that if if we are to believe the legend of Soldier Boy, like he had long been prepared apparently because he's seeing his music pop off. He's getting like a nice healthy check from all that. Way before even Crank at Crank that came out. Wow. Right? And that's crazy too to think that you're like a teen and like you're already mentally prepared, kind of sort of for this. At least the internet for thinking about it. Yeah, think yeah, thinking about it and and using it as a source of income, however big or small, (laughs) like still like shit. (laughs) He was playing for he was playing to win. I think Soldier Boy was always playing to win. I just looking at him right now. What is that next place for him? Like, where do you go from here? Ah. See, it sounds like right now he's in the place that you were just describing before. I think it feels like now he's in the place of look at me, look at me, look at me. Right. Oh, shit, they're looking at me now. What am I going <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Because there's no, I mean, despite all that, he had that hot run of what, like six weeks or, or the, of his interview run? His interview run the where from the Breakfast Club okay, to uh, Everyday Struggle mm-hmm. to. Uh, him being on his Instagram live, like he went through six weeks where he was red hot, and I, I, nothing. There was no music release. I mean, even yeah. he put music I, out, I, no I one heard. He, it. he put out a gaming out. console. He did put out that gaming console. That's what he decided to do. He and I, I didn't hear about it after that interview day. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That gaming console was just like fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, like yeah. he was on the cusp of being sued, but I don't know. I think he found a loophole in that. It's so weird. Yeah, it's, he pretty it's much a, was moving an emulator, which, from my understanding, anyone can do. Right. Um. So that's the thing about Soldier's products is he just feels like I can put my name on anything, and it's gonna sell. Mm-hmm. Maybe it works like that. Who knows. But he's always kind of like moving on to the next thing. I know he did get brought out and do some performances this year, but he's done yeah, they brought him out on stage a couple times. Right, he didn't get a chance to do Coachella, which they should have got him. Yeah, they for sure should have. They could have used Coachella. this year of all years. They he probably could have used because um, again, it's weird. He <laughs> Soldier Boy live from the field. Hits. I'm telling you, <laughs> he has records. I just don't understand why he doesn't move into the spaces to perform these songs. Hmm. Like, never seen him on a bill for anything huge. Like, well, that's the thing. I don't know if people even hope he headlines A3C this year. Like, how serious? How (laughs) serious? That would be gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, they would throw a fit, would be burning jam sports. I know, I know. See, that's the issue. It shouldn't be, that should not be the reaction. reaction, Right. You should be able to celebrate (laughs) everything equally. New reality. 10 years of cranking that should get him up. A headlining spot on the No, yeah, if we're still swag surfing, we can still crank that. Facts. I don't see why. That's a I still think it goes back to the respect. We respect. Well, that does, though, do people I, take him like 
like you said, he has the records, but I just hey. wonder, do people take him seriously as an artist? Like, does he have a real manager, a real booking agent? Or like, is he actually going into spaces saying, we want Soldier Boy to come and perform and, you know, and taking it that seriously? Because I don't see any reason why he couldn't have built a tour off of that little heat that he Facts. put together. Like, right, yeah, like a B2K could reunite I, for a Yeah, I would have yeah, grabbed a couple of them cats from around that time and just been like, let's just go on, on a quick little thing real quick. Not even, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be stadiums, but just let's go set up shop. And right. Like, Fabo was always delightful live. Just bring him along. Just bring him along. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, Soldier Boy and Fabo on the art, oh, man, yeah. Maybe get Trey songs. Really yeah, right get now. something. Yeah, get something. Man, listen, you turn the <laughs> ch- chitlin circuit out with me. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. Maybe he doesn't have a real manager. Now, yeah, I don't I, know I what his business situation is. I don't. I don't have no idea. I have no idea what he's doing on his day to day. Right. Like, <laughs> <this> Duke, <laughs> imagine him sitting down and being like, "Okay, let's get some business plans together." Right. I don't see that happening. Right. So, like, what is he doing? I guess staking claim on his on his influence. Uh, influence. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'll give him credit in that. I think a lot of he really did kind of set our own expectations. Like basically he figured out the algorithm before we realized that there was a fucking algorithm to creating like this internet virality shit. Right. So I'll give him credit for that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I even forget the original question. I'm just thinking like he is in such a, like an interesting place, culturally speaking. Um, I, I really do believe he needs to take like the second half of this year, build up a tour and like hit the road. And just celebrate being a soldier boy. I yeah. feel like that's what he should be doing. Because I, I think watching a phenomenon like that happen, there's so many people connected to that. Yeah. They're, they're showing up. Yeah, no, I think it'll always be a good time. For sure. I think the, the, you know, the records that he does have, especially if he could get Bow Wow. Oh, see, that's another one. There's people that need <laughs> this tour. If he, if he, if he could just him and Black, like, if Bow Wow's oh. not doing the, the Millennium thing, okay, cool, just... You and Soldier Boy just go out and get Bow Wow, Soldier Boy. I would wait until Omarion's off the Millennial Tour <laughs> and pick him up. Him. Yeah. That's that face off that could do face off mm-hmm. records. Just get everyone that was kind of high in the 2000s. It's not really that high right now. And just and just hit those 500 to 800 venues and cash out. And you know what that is? That's fan service. <laughs> Y'all wow! Don't, y'all, y'all don't—they all that just means. saw Marvel Endgame, <laughs> but, but y'all just and spent me. thirty minutes arguing about it before we even got on the mic. So that's what that was. That was a perfect. I just want to make sure that we're all that clear. Was, that was a better ending than Endgame. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> we're gonna talk more about this later on our Patreon page. But in the meantime, yes, we appreciate you listening. Uh, Something to Say is produced uh, by Mike Saba, who you heard in the very beginning talking about those ringtone raps. Um, If you haven't subscribed to us already on whatever streaming platform, go ahead and do that. Give us a rating. And then, yeah, find us on Patreon on Something to Say. Is is Patreon... It's patreon.com backslash something to say? Yes. Okay, so that's, yeah, patreon.com backslash something to say um yeah drop us a line uh a couple dollars uh, oh yeah yeah we will have yeah on the, on that patreon page we'll have some uh exclusive content stuff that you know that we didn't cover on the podcast other topics uh rants maybe some more personalized type uh messages and information and content that you can find that we have that we'll just be excited about and stuff that we just feel like we want to talk about and get to you guys 
Um, if you want to donate, if you want to support, we appreciate it. Um, at whatever level, there will be something for you, and we will figure that out as we go. Thank you so much. We appreciate it.